Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Welcome to episode nine of Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. That is me. So today I have a special treat for all of you. Today is this, this episode is the first episode I'm recording with a guest and you will not believe who my first guest is. This person (laughs) has been the person I wanted on my podcast for a really long time. She kind of helped me motivate, motivate me to start this podcast. And it is the voice you hear on the intro of my podcast. My first guest is none other than my daughter, Allie Sprink. Welcome, Allie. Thank you. Thank you. Cue the applause sounds. I wish they were there. (laughs) So, Allie is home for the weekend. She decided to stay a couple more days. And one of those days is Monday. Monday is Bachelorette Day. And Monday is the day I record my podcast. So, Of course, I would have her watch it and do this with me. Although, Allie, do you watch The Bachelorette? So I don't. This is actually my one and a half time watching this. I watched half of the first episode. That's it. Met some of these people. But this was the first full episode of this season I have watched. And honestly, I haven't watched the last couple of seasons. I watched Claire's, but... Well, I guess it was Taisha's, um, but I really haven't kept close tabs on it since I've, I would say, kind of gone to college, which was three years ago now. So, yeah. And I just have to point out, you're holding your phone up to your mouth. Your AirPods are recording your your audio. Really? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Positive. That's why there's we're using AirPods because there's I... a microphone in your AirPods. <laughs> A while ago, she said, we're going to have to talk into our phones. And I was just like, okay, I'm a little confused. I have to do that. And then I realized she didn't realize what was going on. And I don't really understand why you thought we were wearing headphones. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for everyone who had to listen to that. I just didn't want her to have to feel like she was talking into her phone the entire time she was recording this. It's fine. That's my my 21-year-old daughter's job to point out how much of a what generation am I? Gen X? Yeah. Gen X generation I am. Close to a millennial. Literally, I had no clue that your AirPods had microphones. I guess I can put my phone down now. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Maybe we should do like a whole episode on mom. Did you know that? <laughs> oh, I don't think you would like that very much. It's too bad this isn't like on YouTube and everyone could see that I was had yeah. my phone like right up to my mouth. Literally so like, close up to your mouth. <laughs> All right. That was a, this feels weird. I feel like I should have a microphone up to my nose. So we're recording this a little bit different. With the platform I use to record my podcasts, they, they do things a little different with how you record when you have two people. So I usually have a microphone I talk into and so I almost feel like I just want to put the phone up to my mouth so I can pretend like I have something I'm talking into. All right. We're already three minutes and 44 seconds in. So how we're going to break this down this time, 
um, since I do have a guest, is I'm going to still, I have my notes on the episode. I'm still going to break it down as it happened. But then interjecting in between, like I normally do, I'll have my thoughts, but Allie will have hers. And I think this will be very interesting because this will be a podcast that people that don't watch The Bachelor might be interested in. And I'm warning everybody, I don't have a lot of deep things to say about this. Like like you analyze the the moves. I have a lot of stuff to say. I can't cuss on this, can I? Um, No. Not yeah. supposed to. Darn it. I know. I could make uh, this one explicit. I, I have the option every time of making it explicit well, or not. You might have to. As okay. Get into what That's I'm fine. Saying. No but problem. But I'm, I'm giving everybody my opinion based on seeing this for the first time, seeing these guys for the first time, seeing Katie for the first time as a human being because I didn't really watch Matt James' season. So I have a lot of opinions on this. But let's start with what, what you want to start with. I also kind of been anxious to hear your opinions on um, – I call them Keisha, Tasha and Caitlin. Isn't that cute? It's uh, like their it's like their couple name. But I'm curious to hear because probably the last time you watched Chris Harrison was host yeah. as well. So yeah. I'm also kind of curious to see what you think about that. All right, so we will start with segment one. So it starts with Thomas is jogging, like exercise jogging down the road. And they show Andrew and Christian talking about Thomas and the whole bachelor thing. So up front, this whole almost entire show was about Thomas and the fact that he admitted on the last episode that he thought about being the bachelor before he came on the show. Okay. So they're real quick segueing into back into that. So they show people talking about this and how they just think it's terrible. And then they actually show all the guys outside on a couch talking. And in the background, you see Thomas on the road, just, 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 just like jogging by, jogging by. Um, again, very pretty. He actually hops a fence while he's jogging by. <laughs> I didn't even I did that. notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. So. So then we watch Thomas and he goes over and uh, Courtney with a Q is working out. And so he goes over and he talks to Courtney a little bit about it. And um, Courtney in an ITM says, you know, I just think Thomas is a talker. He kind of tries to sympathize with them a little bit when they're talking together, but then it's like, no, he's just a talker. Um, then we see the first animal of the episode. We like to talk about the animals on the episode. Which pause, okay. I have to say, I have a note here about, I guess, Courtney's body type. I don't think the man has shoulders. Uh, I was immediately like, who is that? And why is his neck three feet long? Why does he have shoulders? Which is completely irrelevant to his character in the show. Seems like a nice guy. I also would like to point out, and we can get into this a little later with Thomas, why the, and here's where you're going to have to make this podcast explicit. Why the fuck? Would you make the comment, I wanted to be on The Bachelor, to a room full of men with raging testosterone levels and expect that not to grow into anything? Granted, it might have been the producers making something, but I just think, you're all competing for the same girl. Why would you make a comment that is incriminating whatsoever and expect no one to say anything? Whether or not it was right to say something, it's just like, why would you make that comment in the first place like like you said so many times during watching the show have you never seen the show people right agreed and that is one thing that I was going to get into a little bit later and maybe I just will 
but it's really, really this feeling I have with Thomas that I am so, so split on him. And I actually think I will get into it later, but that's a great observation, especially since you have a little bit of background with a bachelor, but not like recent background. It, it is well, also definitely knowing an error. Men, knowing men the age of 25, True. why are you going to make a comment like that and expect them not to get all territorial? Right. Like, and they're on TV, add that. Yes. And I know you didn't see the last episode, but the way that got brought up, do you know the way that got brought up even? No. So there was an episode on the episode last week, Nick Vile was a guest host and he go- guest hosted a group date. And on the group date, all the men, he wanted them to confess something that was not good about themselves that they thought might risk Katie thinking less of them possibly, but it's supposed to be everyone's open and honest, blah, 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 blah. And he chose to basically say several things about that, how he didn't know Katie before. So he actually also admitted to going on a date the week before he started filming, which I know, but like, so anyway, I think his angle was two things. I think screen time was one. I think the second was, is there was a small part of him that thought that being that honest might actually possibly have a reverse psychology effect but it, it got brought up in an organic way. It wasn't like someone found it out. He admitted it from the get-go that he didn't know Katie, that he had thoughts about building a platform, that he had thoughts about... Anyway, we'll get in on this later. But that's how it got brought up, just so you know. Okay. So we see the goose walking through the water. Cute goose. Um, then we see Katie. Goose? It was a deer. No, the first one was a goose. Oh. Yeah. That was like segment two. Okay. First... first uh, First animal of the day was a goose. Um, believe me, I noticed these things. So <laughs> Katie's walking in flannel because, of course, you know, you're in the country, so you wear flannel. She wouldn't be wearing flannel if they were in New York City, but she was wearing flannel. And the guys approach her. They're walking down the road in a group. So we're on the first group date. They, you, you kind of forgot that the last episode ended with them getting ready to go into a group date. And so all of a sudden, they're just like in the group date. Um, Katie introduces Katie, K, Keisha, um, as her helpers for this date. Uh, Caitlin says that they're going on an emotional roller coaster. Tasha says they're going to push them past their limits and it's a truth or dare challenge. So basically <laughs> what they are given is maps and a camera, which after watching it, not sure why they needed maps because literally every station they went to was within about 50 feet of where Katie, Tasha, and Caitlin were sitting on a couch with binoculars. Again, not sure why, why they needed binoculars, because they were very much with an eyesight. Um, but they're supposed to take maps and a camera, and they have to take cameras along to prove that they do all the dares that they are given. So the dare portion of this date is the this day portion. And they each go to these little stations where they're given a dare. So, um, real corny, like Katie, Tasha, and Caitlin all go ready, set, go, which leads us to the first commercial. So we go into segment two and we show the men running around and the girls going and sitting on their couch with their binoculars. And the first thing they show is. Uh, it was Mike the Virgin, and I'm not sure who the other guy was, but they went up to, a, it, basically the station was like just a bunch of food, and they had to like 
eat, eat it all. The first thing was a big plate of Twinkies. So they all had to, they had to down a bunch of Twinkies. Um, next was a very, very strange station. It was this big ear and it was Andrew S and Greg. And I guess they were supposed to whisper sweet nothings into the big ear and what they didn't know, but I'm sure they actually did know, is that there was this big speaker sitting next to Katie Tish and Caitlin, where they could hear obviously every word he was saying. Like, I, why wouldn't you? I mean, they're whispering sweet nothings to her. Who would they be whispering to if she wasn't listening to them? So dumb. Anyway, so I know this one. I know this bugged you. Andrew whispers in a. In his British accent. So remember, Andrew was the one that had his limo exit where he gets out of this old fashioned car and he speaks British. And then he's like, um, just kidding, I'm from Chicago. So he goes and reverts back to the British accent for some reason. Well, not only does, I mean, A, you have the, what he's saying, which is just so uncomfortable. It doesn't even matter what the exact words were. You can just picture someone talking dirty, dirty, quote unquote, air quotes. But then also talking in a British accent, she says, what is she? She's like, oh, he's got the best English accent. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I then find out that he, it's not even a real English accent. <laughs> Why is he talking in the accent? I, and I understand he walked out in his limo. He does a bit. But, like, the bit needed to end once he walked into the house <laughs> because it's weird because he doesn't have an accent. So why is he – right? I don't know. It, it, that, that whole that whole bit was very strange. The ear whispering thing was very strange. The next guy that whispered in the ear was talking about like the 50 states and like somehow making them dirty. I don't know. I had to put the blanket over my head because I couldn't <laughs> watch that part. It made me just want to shrivel up and die. But it was. They they definitely did not tell them what to say during those because it was definitely off the hip and they absolutely did not come through with something witty, funny, or sex positive. It was actually sex cringy. Yeah. Like it was it was so bad. They both were trying to again take that sex positive angle and be like, Oh, Katie's a sex positive person, so I'm gonna whisper sweet, sexy, inappropriate nothings in her ear. And it just was it was just made me ill actually it was so weird so we had but of course the, actually I could almost see where if those three girls were sitting on the couch together like they were cracking up like they it was funny but it was funny in a what are they saying way I think that if I would have heard that from any of them I would have probably went home <laughs> I don't think I would have thought and... it was funny I think I would have been like oh my god I don't know why I'm here but oh, I do have to say, I, I remember the old Bachelor seasons, Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons when I was like 12, 13, even like 15. That was such a good mom. But they are just running out of content. Granted, I know they're in these resorts, but like they're running out of content in these resorts, clearly, because do you remember when they would just like go skydiving and shit and they'd like go on these like yachts in the middle of the ocean and they get a private sandbar and then a helicopter would take them out to a private country concert where there was fireworks and like people taking pictures of them? Like, oh yeah, okay. Nope, you don't get that. You get to wax each other's legs while your girlfriend watches you. 
it's just it's honestly upsetting because it's like there's only so much you can do at these resorts and it's like I know that's the whole point of this what people are saying about these seasons but it's almost painful to watch knowing how these have gone in the past yes I remember them well it is getting very frustrating to watch these seasons. And I, I think we watched this almost same thing on Claire. When Claire was doing this with her guys, I swear they did. Remember like the smoothie thing? They dr- made them drink smoothies. They definitely did an eating And they had to moan challenge. into that. They had to moan over yes. the intercom. It, it was the, the same thing. And they were watching them with binoculars yes. too. And except they, yes, they were watching from this little half wall kind of thing. Definitely. They totally were repeating stuff. They also showed a preview about something on a date they're going to do next week that they totally did on Tasha's season as well. I mean, they're, they're so limited in what they can do. Um, I actually thought Matt's season and the resort, I guess it was the resort and the surroundings that they chose for it. They had more options. They at least had some plane rides and some helicopter rides. And yeah, stuff that's like, like that. what I want to see. Yeah. And so now they were supposed to have this season up in Canada. And my guess is maybe they would have had more options with things up there to do. But um, I think mm-hmm. if that's when COVID got, I mean, Canada got shut down was right about the time that they were going to film it. So they had to quickly find another place. And it is, as in the last episode, I mentioned they did an aerial of this place and it literally looks like a prison. It looks like a prison and clearly there's nothing to do there. So Ness, they are definitely repeating, which is also why I think they have to make a, such a big deal about any teeny tiny little bit of drama that mm-hmm. presents itself. All right, so let's finish this date. So then, yes, as Allie mentioned, there's another station where the men are supposed to wax each other, and then they had to take pictures of what they maxed. Now, waxed. Now, what I think was this part kind of made me laugh, actually, with them waxing each other, because it, it was at least one part of the show. Everything you watch is so just drama, drama this, and her crying, and her having conversations. At least this was, like, something we saw that they actually were kind of having fun with, and ad-libbing and joking and being silly like we see so little of that on the show I almost welcomed it even as corny as it was I thought it was actually kind of funny so Christian waxed Andrew's ass Andrew waxed Christian's ass you know whatever the girls are like yelling at him through the like this megaphone thing even though they're 30 feet away only um then they get to a part where the the boys have to all eat two habaneros and then as soon as they eat them, like, of course, their, their, their um, eyes are tearing up. So then I guess that's supposed to represent like they're, they're crying. So then they get down on one knee with this big ass fake wing, a ring, and they each propose to Katie. And as Tasha and Caitlin are looking on, so they each do their little proposal as they're fake crying and whatever, I guess that, well, that was that. Then Katie walks away with all of them. Keisha, t- t- Keisha. Keisha says, bye. And we go to next commercial. Group dates ended. I want to say one thing about this habanero pepper thing. This is the part where the show never fails to link horrible circumstances like proposing on one knee after eating a habanero pepper to a man being honest and truthful and and strong and willing to go through anything for her and like I just want to put this in perspective if we if we at my school threw five men into a circle and said eat a habanero pepper and propose to me they it's a testosterone contest 
You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. anywhere else in the world, you'd be like, oh, my God, we're making them eat jalapeno poppers. Who's going to do it faster without crying? And since when is that a test of, oh, this man is so strong, he'll eat a habanero pepper for me and propose to me? Like, that's going to prove his character? Really? Really? Interesting. Because I know a lot of guys that can do that that aren't super stand-up men that would do that even if they're not going to be there for me. So it's like funny just still they they almost like pit their their masculinity against each other and they're like you have to do this horrible thing where your mouth will burn but if you don't do it you're going to be called a pussy like I don't know. No, it's very funny you say that because um Game of Roses shout out um has a whole thing they call forced violence states. And this is a version of that. And they basically say that's just a category they have. Oh, this is a forced violence thing. And it's, it, they're going to do one next week where they look like they're playing like rugby football or whatever. And they do these yeah. dates where they're like, it's, it's extreme things like it, it's violence or women having to wrestle each other in swimming suits in the mud or eat habanero things where they're, it's, it's like they're forced weird. to do it, but they can't not. Because, no, yeah, you know, but but why? Like, why do they have to constantly equivalent that to having a strong and trustworthy man? Like, yeah. can't some of it just be like, oh, this is fun? We don't have to be like, oh, this truth or dare game is to see who's gonna tell me the truth the most. Because like, what? <laughs> Obviously, they're gonna play. True. I mean, I know plenty of people that have played truth or dare and they choose truth, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna marry them at the end of the game. Like. <laughs> I just think it's like we could just play a game, right? Why does it right. have to turn into a? Because then the whole rest of the date was about, oh well, this date's about finding a man that Katie knows will be honest. And it's like, right. chill, like relax. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. Like, just make it about what it is. This the the. So it doesn't the have to be some deeper is, meaning. It's just for fun. Yeah. Simply just for fun. Katie, you're not going to find your man because he ate two habanero peppers. Right. Like. Yes. I don't know what to make you realize that. Good point, Ellie. So we come back. It's segment three. Here's where the deer is eating the grass. The deer makes the deer. The deer suddenly looks up because the men start talking. That's why the deer looks up. So it's chilly. The guys are sitting outside again. They're they no not yet. Actually, they actually are all sitting together saying how nice this date was because all of these particular men get along with each other. So like, oh, this was such a fun date. They're actually talking about it being a fun date. Um, so Katie comes in and stresses, of course, how she wants everyone to be open and vulnerable. They use all these same keywords over and over and over and over again. They start to come become just like like you can't, don't even know what they mean anymore because they just use the same terminology over and over and over again, but they're supposed to be open and vulnerable. Obviously aren't, isn't that an obvious thing? All right. So then um, Andrew is the first responder, Andrew S he takes her, they talk. He has this little tray full of food sitting, waiting for her. And Allie noticed this. They actually, they have tacos and candy and a couple of things. It was Taco Bell because she really likes Taco Bell. Oh, gotcha. And they actually showed them taking a bite of taco. They never, never, never eat. Did you know that in the first couple seasons, they did show them eating, but they got such bad feedback from the, from like just the public saying, ew, that's gross. Don't eat on the show that they (laughs) started just serving the meals and not eating. It's a fact. 
But anyway, they actually took a bite of the tacos, which was also kind of I liked him. I liked this. I liked this date. It was natural. It was like a cute little gesture. He was normal, had normal conversation. Like he said to her, um, I think this was who said to her, I, I talked to you like I want to like talk to someone that I meet at a bar and would go up to, which I thought was an interesting thing to say because all of these people make it like it's this deep thing that like yes. you have to start with deep conversations right away. Yes. Even even the bachelor or bachelorette themselves sometimes I think do yes. that when if you can't small talk with someone, you're not gonna have chemistry. Which is why when you're at a bar, if you can't small talk with that person, you're not gonna hook up with them. You're not gonna marry them. Which I so I liked how he brought that up because it was good small talk. And I even noticed before he said that I was like, Oh wow, this is like very small talk about the day instead of it being like about his family or something. But then when he said that, I was like, I guess there's no problem with you guys having small talk because you really don't know each other that well. And if you can hit off that small talk, then why wouldn't you be able to have better conversations in the future? You know what I mean? Yes. And they should. And, you know, this is another interesting point in, in that he brought it up. I didn't even notice that he said that specifically, but it is so true. And it's the thing, though, that is the most um, it's the thing I wonder the most about this, because when you think about it, and I've said this many, many times, they're literally filming them. This whole group date in that evening probably was six hours long. And they it's possible that each of those men had some good small talk with her. But then but we don't see it. You know what I mean? And so we start judging the relationships based on the little the parts of the conversation that we see. And it's where I feel like the producers and editors have all the control in us knowing. Like, for instance, there was what, like three guys in the state who I didn't even know their names. We barely seen them at all. And they did show them with Katie. But of course, they're saying stuff to her like, you, you just really mean a lot to me and I've never felt this way with anyone and all this fluffy stuff that you're like, ugh, I'm, they're not going to end up together. But, but the producers know they're not. So they just are like, well, we need to stick this guy in here. So we'll just stick this boring part in there. But it is so true. And it's also why I didn't like Thomas to begin with because the conversations that they had, he was so, it was like he rehearsed a whole notebook of lines that he thought the bachelorette would want to hear. Like, I feel we have this connection and I feel this deep connection with you and I can see our life going further together. And you're such a bold woman and all these things. Like, what are you saying? Like, this means nothing. This is not small talk. So that's a very good observation. I totally appreciate that. And I didn't even notice that he said that, but and so you know, Andrew is in my top four. I, don't know if you need I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, okay, so yeah, so I just made notes that you know he tells her also how much he values his time with her, and she says she loves how their time flows, and then they kiss, and then you see her ITM that it's just so easy with Andrew, which I agree. I feel like it's been very easy with them from the beginning, just so he doesn't talk in a British accent anymore. That would be perfect. Preferably. Oh, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that should stop. Okay, so maybe it did. Um, so then she has some one-on-one time again. Here, I just kind of covered this with with several other guys, but you just just kind of hear just 
little bits and pieces of it. You can't really take away anything from it. Um, Greg talks to her next and he continues with his sort of like shy play. Like he's this like shy um, Greg. Allie is got the first impression rose. He also got the first one-on-one date. Yeah. But he in away from the show in social media is getting some bad negative vibes from people because apparently he has gone to this prominent acting school in New York City but he was not on his profile he taught he just says he's like a marketing researcher which he might be but he um it's not been mentioned in any form or fashion in the show but apparently he like went through and finished this really high elite acting school so some people are thinking he's using it as a stepping stone to get to an acting career so, but had I not yeah. heard that, I would love him. I like him a lot. Yeah, but honestly, he might not be saying that for the exact reason that people would say. True. Oh, he's just using this in his career. And so what if the guy went to acting school? Okay, well, you know what? Actors need to fall in love too. So <laughs> good point. Let's I, give him the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. I mean, no, I do like him. I mean, based solely, and I. I, I'm he's also my top four I before I heard anything about this I picked him also for my top four and I just really 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 have a feeling he's the the ring winner and for sure for sure top two anyway well I have that oh well you're probably gonna get into into this but he she tells him that she is falling for him love level two well I thought <laughs> that shout out I would assume again game of roses <laughs> Um, I, what I, I, what I noticed about this though, is that he did not say it back to her face to face, but he did say it back in the interview. He he talked a lot about, oh, I'm falling for her. I'd wonder, like, I know I didn't say it back, but I know she feels it and like, whatever that may be. I do again want to give him the benefit of the doubt that it is probably awkward when someone says I'm falling for you. I don't I, I cringe at the idea of saying I'm falling for you back. I just think that's an awkward thing to say. Definitely not an alley thing to say. No. <laughs> so I think that it that could have just been like spur of the moment. Also, we don't know what he said to him. That's right. To her it cut out. Exactly. He could have very much hit it because she cause he said she knows that, even though I didn't say it back in the moment. So he may have told her that two weeks ago. I don't know. I and I, I, I liked him, though. I liked him. He was nice. Okay, good. Yes, and I agree. Yeah, that makes total sense. And and I I feel like, I don't know for sure, but I feel like he probably said something very similar to her already. So, agreed. So, they had a real, and they kissed. They had this big kiss. And definitely, definitely, don't you feel like of the men you saw tonight that she showed actual real chem- chemistry with him? Yeah. Probably more than a lot of the others like a true chemistry is close yeah. anyway all right so then um after they show those two together then they go back to the guys and of course they're talking about thomas again and then here was like an interesting conversation between trey and andrew and they started going back and forth like trey is basically wanting to take whatever time he has with katie that night to to basically tattle on thomas And Andrew is like, why do you want to do that? Just concentrate on your relationship with Katie. Why do you want to take up your time? And he's like, well, I think that's our responsibility. 
is to let Katie know the threats that she's facing in the house or things that she should know people that here are here for the right reasons for the right intentions. And she needs to know that and be aware of that. And I think that's our job to tell her because how else is she going to know? Um, and Andrew's just like, I, she's a smart girl. She can figure it out. I really sided more with Andrew in this argument because this is another place where I was like, Trey, have you seen the show? Do you not know that every single person that has ever tattled on someone else in the house never makes it to the end? Literally never makes it to the end. But another Game of Roses thing I've learned is that, and this isn't necessarily Game of Roses. I think this is actually kind of makes sense. Often people, it could be that Trey has totally good intentions for doing this and even knows that if he's watched The Bachelor, he knows that people who do the tattletaling end up not on the show but it could be he's like you know I can tell there's really not chemistry between me and Katie I just want to look out for her at this point so even if I go at least she's finding out about Thomas and that he said this and so I'm just gonna take the risk that she's probably not gonna pick me in the end anyway and just have her back so I can kind of see both sides of it because that definitely is a strategy and if you do ever notice the people that end up being Kenny was the tattletale on her season with Matt. And I never really thought they had that much chemistry and look where she is now. She's the bachelorette. So anyway, they had this exchange back and forth and most of the guys though, seem to side with Trey, right. More than uh, Andrew. So, which, okay. What I'd like to say here is which makes sense because I think a lot of guys get like that territorial thing. I think it takes a very mature outlook to be Andrew-S and say, I just want our relationship to be separate because this is such a unique situation where there are so many different relationships. I think this situation would never happen in the real world. So it's like, I don't really know how to go about this. I don't know what the right thing to do here is. Historically, it's the wrong thing to do, but like, Everyone wants to be the hero. Everyone wants to be the one, that guy that says something, if it goes well, whatever. I don't know. Looking back, I don't really know if there was a right thing to do. I get both sides. I get what you're saying. I think it's kind of like you have to risk it if you want to tell her because it might go bad. But he knew that. He said that. So he did say that. Yeah. But he told her. It's definitely all of it. Trey's point of view, Andrew's point of view, the whole situation is very classic Bachelor. It's very classic Bachelor and Bachelorette premises, but it's how they play them out each each season and exactly how they do play out and what happens to the players that are involved. Well, and I don't know if this is where you want to get into it, but if I was also Thomas? Yeah. I mean, come on. You're telling me that every one of those guys didn't have the thought of, oh, it'd be cool to have a bunch of fuck, fucking Instagram followers after this. Like, yes, you did. Don't lie. Because you don't, you're really telling me as a 25-year-old male that you apply for the Bachelorette going, oh, this is my one ticket into true love. Like, maybe. But I also could end up having millions of Instagram followers and a lot of money after this because of all the brand deals and thing that I go that I rise to so I think it's bullshit that any of them have the nerve to say 
no, I would never think that I'm just here for Katie. Cause like you do have the thought, how are your, how are your 200,000 Instagram followers doing right about now? You know, 1000%. Like it, I get why it sounds bad just admitting it, but like deep down, they're all just happy. They didn't say it first because I know they're all thinking, I think that now it, producers of the bachelor, if you're listening and you want to recruit me, I'm absolutely not in it just for the Instagram followers. But I, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're on a you, podcast, you know? You've seen it for the past I mean, eight years. These people start getting Instagram fame. They start getting brand deals. They start getting more attention. Like, it's not, nobody's blind to that. And I don't think it should be such a big point of contention on the show anymore that people are interested in pursuing this bachelor bachelorette career like i think that needs to stop being such a big plot of the show because that's not a character flaw that's you being a person in social media noticing that these people make it that doesn't have to be the reason you came on the show it can be something that made you excited about the show along with the fact that you get to meet this really cool person and maybe fall in love but like i just think the producers need to stop making it such a big part of the show where there's a they make a villain out of the person because it's like any normal person would do that well that's a thousand percent right and i think that it is possibly something where they are making it a big deal because i don't know that they've ever it's ever been a plot line this specific people have been there for the wrong reasons and maybe wanting to build a platform that's about as as far as they've gotten but they've never gone as far as to like accuse them of wanting to be bachelor and bachelorette i'm wondering because in the past they've gone like on like on caitlin's season and she slept with nick before fantasy suite and she was ridiculed for that basically for being a whore like you know she got such fast forward five seasons later and we have katie where if she was having sex with every single one of these guys on every date they would be like, oh, because she's just sex positive. It's okay. So I'm wondering if this isn't the Bachelor's way of just like putting it out there and from going on here forward, either it won't be an issue or it's almost going to be something that's in a different way more, they're more open about. Because it on um, Nick Files' podcast from, I guess it was last week, the one of the girls who did one of the group dates was on his podcast as an interview and they actually talked about this the girl was like don't you think everyone is on there to be a bachelor and nick is like 100 percent." i mean you can't tell me any of these guys didn't have that thought in the back of his head and nick even said because he was on the day he was the one that led the date when thomas brought it up and he himself said you know i didn't wrong him for saying it, I mean, it's true. He goes, he said the same thing you're saying. Nick did. He's like, you can't tell me that all didn't cross their mind at some point. There's nothing wrong with that. He admitted yeah, it. That's, that's unrealistic. But, I mean, that obviously is the whole point of the episode, so I guess it doesn't really matter, but it's like... No, but it's I true. I to add that in where it's, it's like, come on, like, you're seriously sitting here fighting about it and you both think you didn't have this thought? Katie, even late late in the show, says something like, Thomas, I'm sure there are a few guys here who haven't even remotely thought about being The Bachelor. That's bullshit. There is no way none of them have at least crossed their mind. 
All right, so we go to segment four. Um, this guy, I don't know. I don't know. He's talking to Katie still in the group date. Um, she... She is basically just saying again, I want real stories. I want real emotions. He's saying his mother kind of looks right. Um, but then now they are really building up to the fact that Trey is going to probably break this news to Katie. So yes, we get to the point where Trey takes his time and he actually does. He actually tells Katie about Thomas and exactly what Thomas said and exactly the thing specifically about the bachelor. He's not vague in any way. He is very clear and to the point. And at first she's because they were very, very much building up to this because they kept, kept showing Katie being like, this has been such a great day. There's been no drama. I've really enjoyed getting to know, like she was building up how great the day is. So you knew it was going to tumble right back down. So at first they show her and you think that maybe she's just really disappointed that this had to be brought up. Like, why do you have to put a damper on this tray? But then he's like, you know, I just felt like you should know. And she's like, no, no, I'm glad you're telling me. And then he starts telling her more details and she's basically qualifying it by saying, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that you are telling me this. I need to know these things, blah, 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 blah. And, um, in the meantime, Andrew's out with the other guys saying, you know, he's still trying to defend his point that it's her business who she picks and who she goes after that you shouldn't waste her time tattling on other people, basically. Um, let's see. She, like I said, she looks, she looks pissed at first, but then she is kind of on board with it. Um, then they don't show them leaving each other. They just kind of show her in an ITM saying, you know, that this really disappoints her. And then they show her like in another room and you only see her and a producer says to her, are you okay? And she starts saying how this is so disappointing. She didn't expect this because she really was thinking Thomas would go far and she really liked Thomas and producer hugs her which is kind of ironic because you know, the producer knew all of this already. <laughs> like yeah, the producer totally knew this whole entire plot line and she's acting like, Oh, Oh, let me hug you. Are you okay? Well, why didn't you tell her? Um, so then they show Trey joining the men again. Um, they are, the men are going back and forth again. Katie walks back out and this is time when she's supposed to give away the group rose. She hasn't done it. She has in the past and listed three different roses, but you see Andrew saying, there's no way Trey is going to get the rose. She's not going to give the rose to someone basically who's a tattletale. He's convinced he's going to get the rose. And who does she give the rose to? You'll never guess it. Nope. You won't guess it. You'll never guess that the snitch gets the rose. Nope, the snitch. Trey himself. Which, honestly, I was surprised by. I obviously know that the snitch never wins. No. And the snitch won. He did. But. I was shocked, too. This is where I was trying to psychoanalyze why she picked him. And as much as Katie seems like a really nice, normal girl, I think that it's like, this was drama. The first drama she really had in her season. And as much as anybody wants there to be no drama, I mean, everyone eats up drama. And the producers are probably freaking telling her in the background, 
this is good. Go with it. Ah, we're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we already had drama, though. He's gone. I know, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's just more drama where it's, like, okay, obviously, she, okay, well, she's going to give the rose to the guy who, like, opened her eyes and gives her the chance to be a bold person now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, like, everybody else did really nice stuff, but, like, I think she just took it as him being honest with her when a lot of other women or men in past seasons would have taken it like you don't really want to talk about me like thanks for telling me but like I'm not going to give you the rose I might not even give a rose I don't know no it's just kind of weird I agree and I do think it was very off the beaten path for the bachelor to do this because also, I don't think that Katie really is into Trey. So it's for yeah. her to give him the rose is probably not her true feelings, really. I mean, really, she should be giving the roses to the people she actually sees a future with. That's what I mean. Like, the rose shouldn't go to who who talked about the other person. It should go to the person that, like, like the other guy Andrew. brought her her food. And, yeah. Like, what, like, I don't know. Talk to her, actually. So it's like, I get it, but, like. You don't have chemistry with him. He's talking about other people. Exactly. And I think that's part of the reason why Andrew, the one that brought her the food, was a little pissed because he was like, seriously? Because that was the whole, really, that was the whole angle he was taking. Like, yeah. All right. So next commercial break. And then again, we start up with the guys talking about Thomas. Every single segment talks is starting this way. Um, then they show Tasha knocking on Katie's door, and they Katie's in her room or whatever. This was weird. This was very weird. So she walks in, and Tasha said she words it so strange. Like I know that she probably didn't come up with these words herself. I mean, I'm sure the producers told her how to say it, but in a way, I felt like it came off a tad bit arrogant. Like she was like. Um, Katie, someone from my past has come back to me, has come to me about something. She almost made it sound like, you know, my ex. But then she said, I think I owe yeah. it to you to tell you what's going on. When I like, it could have been worded like a guy from my season is really interested in being on the show. It's not like her ex-boyfriend from. Like Katie's ex boyfriend from home reached out to Tasha right. and said, Hey, I'm really still in love with Katie. I'd like to come on the show. Like it was just a freaking guy from Tasha's season right. that wanted to come on the show. Like, why did she make it seem like one of her ex boyfriends? Like, yeah, and she I made it seem weird. like it was a, it was like, she's made it seem like it was a guy she dated for two years. Like it yeah, was like some, so weird. It was like the fifth person she kicked off. It just kind of kicked this whole thing off in a weird way which I felt like kind of continued in a weird way when Katie walks out to get introduced to him so weird and so awkward I do not like how they handled this whole presentation of Blake and the other thing that I thought was so dumb I mean I guess which I was Blake in case you guys didn't know yeah it was so shocking which so but she tells it's so weird that they build it up like this because Tasha also because Katie was like like anyone would be like who is it and Tasha's like I don't want to tell you what? Yeah, except in two minutes, you're going to walk outside and he's going to be in the courtyard. Right. And then she, you're going to have a conversation with him. 
I want you to know, I want you to have a real reaction is what she said, which is so dumb because my guess is freaking Katie knew who it was going to be already anyway. And so like they had this whole dramatic thing as like a buildup. This is the other thing that I don't understand though. The whole time Tasha and Katie are talking about this, they're showing clips of Blake. Okay. They show him tying his shoes. They show him putting his jacket on. Obviously they're not showing his face. They're showing him starting to walk out the door. They're, they're showing him everything from a distance like it's this big secret. But what makes no sense to me is not only did we all know this because it was leaked in the press ahead of time with him filming the show, but the show themselves. They've been showing previews for weeks and weeks before the show even started. The previews included Blake coming in on the show. So literally everyone knows it's Blake. Why are they making it be such like this, like cliffhanger of a thing like we're all going oh my god i don't know who it's gonna be who is it gonna be i don't know this is so exciting we all know who it's gonna be so they totally built it up katie goes outside to meet him it was the most awkward meetup i like you were under your cover for that other conversation i did not want to look i just I, i i had to cover my eyes i it was weird it was gross it was so weird he asks her to take a seat she sees him and immediately she says, Blake, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, let's take a seat. So she like literally sits down immediately and he doesn't sit down immediately. And it was, it was weird. It was weird and awkward. And I mean, but also the conversation went fine. Like he explained why he was there in like a normal way. And like, I, I liked him. I like him and I think he's fine. And I also think part of the reason, and I, and I'm really curious, like, again, this part doesn't matter, but I'm really curious if it actually is true that Blake wanted to come on or if the producers reached out to Blake and said, do you want to come on? I, I, because there was definitely talk because Blake on Tasha's season was the sex positive guy. Like he was the one that made the um, ceramic penis and they had a whole little cute funny segment on all the guys joking about all that Blake talks about the sex and stuff like this so I feel like they were like oh the two sex positive people bring them together and it would be like this funny great thing but I know to the side I do like Blake too I thought he was funny I thought he was witty I, I I like him I'm glad he's adding something to the season by coming on but it all feels a bit forced to me like when Katie was there, I felt like a, a little bit was, I felt you could tell that she probably knew this already and this is set up, but she had to sort of do a bit of acting during this, you know, I don't know, it was just fine, I guess, but because I had to do it, but, but they left it basically where she was like, okay, well, I'm a little bit thrown off, so I'm going to have to think about it and let you know, because he's just basically saying, can I join the show? Well, she has to think about it and she's got all this stuff on her plate she tells him she's already started to form some relationships and she doesn't know if it's fair for them, which those are all obvious things that she should take into consideration. So that's how they leave this segment is basically, I'll let you know. So that is that. Um, she did call him a troublemaker too. I made that note. Um, so then we t- get to the next segment and guess what all the men are talking about again. Um they ITM with Katie. She says her gut is telling her there could be something with Blake. 
which I'm not sure how you tell that from a 20 minute conversation, but she says that, um, then Kate, Caitlin and Tasha come knocking on her door and they basically all have this little talk about both the Blake thing, but also about the Thomas thing. And she says, I just want to focus on being present with the guys right now. And Caitlin says, um, and actually Kate, Kate, blah, blah. Caitlin made a point. She's like the one they were talking about Thomas and the bachelorette. And she said, you know, there's one way to not be the bachelor. And as that is to talk about wanting to be the bachelor on the show, which is what you and I were kind of talking about before. Like, even if you had that thought, and even if that's what you wanted to do, I, I still think it was a stupid, stupid thing for Thomas to do to actually bring it up. Even if you thought about it, even if every single man on the show has thought about it, why would you bring it up? Because you know, <clears throat> A, I'm not sure that that's going to get you any followers because people are going to think you're a douchebag for being that way and not follow you on Instagram or get a platform. They're definitely not going to pick you to be the bachelor. And I'm not sure where it's going to get him. That's the part that I think is weird about him admitting it. I respect him admitting it, but I think it's dumb. I think it's a horrible play for the game. Yeah. So Caitlin says that um, they did show Andrew and Thomas talking. And I think Andrew was basically trying to warn Thomas, like, dude, like you need to just chill with this stuff. Like I get where you're coming from, but you have to be a little bit respectful of the guys. I know they had this conversation where you could tell that Andrew, like, I feel like sympathized with them a tad, but yet was like, you just have to, I don't know chill with all of this um Tasha does not seem impressed she can tell she does not like Thomas um Katie kind of cries she says she's really let down by all of this um she says she doesn't know how she wants to address it she doesn't feel like Thomas can say anything to change her mind which we all think then that means he probably will change her mind so we're like okay and then the cocktail party starts. Um, all the guys walk into the room, but the two people missing are, of course, Thomas isn't there and Katie's not there yet. So they show Thomas walking out of his hotel room, walking down the hall, knocking on a door. We know whose door he's Which knocking on. I want to say here also, I noticed that throughout the whole show, they were playing up the fact that Katie was a strong, bold, independent person. Like, the, ever since she found out that Thomas said that, it was like, I'm not going to take a man being here not for me, and I'll say what I need to, and I'll do what I need to do, and that's ridiculous, and blah, blah, blah. I kept using the word bold. And then I was like, the, the part of this show that feels a little sexist to me is... That whenever a man comes on the show and says, I, like, lays out what he wants in a girl. Like, I don't want dishonesty. I want truth straight up front. I, like, am sex positive. I am open about my emotions. I just need you to reciprocate that and be honest while you're here. He's not called bold. He's just a man. But then a girl comes on and is like, saying all these things and doesn't let a man disrespect her and doesn't let a guy just walk all over her and doesn't like just allow a guy to come on and say that he wanted to be the bachelor. She's, she's bold. She has to be bold. 
you know what I mean? It was, it's kind of like, God forbid a woman sit here and tell her emotions and be bold instead of just having expectations in general, which like, I think put the negative taste in my mouth when they keep saying how bold she is and how blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she's just talking and saying her emotions. Like, don't have to paint her to be this person that's like so bold and confident and blah, blah, blah. Like she can just be those things by what she says. You don't have to do, which I know is like, again, so typical of Master Nation to say, I am this. But like, you don't have to say I am bold. Just be bold by what you say. Like, just say what you say, what you say, think what you think, do, do what you do. I don't care. But, like, at the end of the day, you don't have to be telling the whole world you're bold. The whole world will get you're bold by what you're doing. I don't know. I just think that painting, that's just a weird way that the show paints women. Did it with Claire, too. It's like a double standard. And it's also, and it, and, and it, we used to said proves that that's correct. Because remember when her and Blake were talking, Blake used the word himself. Like, that's, he said. Yes, he said, yet. I, she said he reached out to me and wanted to commend me for being so bold. Yeah. It's like, about what? Yeah. It's not like you're saying these revolutionary things. Like, you're just talking. And that's nothing against her being bold. Like, she probably is a bold person. But, like, stop painting women on this this show as bold because they're speaking their feelings and standing up against men like that doesn't make them bold that makes them a human being you know what i mean it just makes them a woman it makes them a woman standing up for herself just like a man saying i don't like you for doing that would be a man standing up for himself we're gonna make him bold yeah so it's like are are they saying that every other girl that was on the past season of matt james wasn't bold or what didn't stand up for themselves or didn't have the ability you know i mean (laughs) it's so true i mean it is true that they have to but you're right. They, it's like every season they have to pick something about The Bachelorette to be like a big tagline for them. And like like um, Claire's too. They, they made such a big deal when she stood up to that one guy. Yeah, like she's a strong, independent woman. Right. Like, yeah, you as you should. You should tell that guy he's an asshole if he's an asshole. But right. that doesn't make you bold. That makes you confident and standing up for, up for yourself. yourself. Right. Yeah, so true. It is so true. And, and I maybe I shouldn't say this, but honestly, I think Katie is one of the, like, on this show, I know there were some things that that she came out with and on her social media platform, she's been very bold with, as far as like, like, outing Chris Harrison and, um, you know, some things she says on Twitter and on her TikTok and things like that, that, that have maybe been her being fa- fairly, <laughs> at least drinking out of a straw. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I feel like on the show as the bachelorette, there have been other bachelorettes that have seemed way more outspoken. I don't even want to say bold, but have been more outspoken than she is to me she almost is a little bit one of more of the timid ones or feels like, I feel like she feels not completely comfortable in this whole atmosphere. And which is totally fine. Totally. And it's like, that's, that's good. 
But you don't have to give her a personality trait to make her famous and to make her season successful. That, like, totally defeats exactly what they're trying to do, making it seem like she's being herself. Like, just let her be herself. Let everybody else figure out what she is. Don't give her a label right off the bat and make her seem bold because then everyone's going to be like, oh, I mean, she's saying what she thinks. I don't know if I'd say it's bold. Like, exactly what we're doing right now. Just let me figure out what her personality is. Don't have to tell me right off the bat. You saying giving her label is exactly what it is. Don't label anyone anything. What if her personality is just kind and sweet and normal? That's okay because that's a majority of the people who are watching it. It goes back to the whole putting people on a pedestal and spotlight thing. Or it's like, why can't there just be a girl that is famous on TV that is just normal? Like a pretty girl is kind and stands up for herself without it having to be like, oh, we picked her because she's so bold. Because she's bold and sex positive. Right. Why can't she just be normal? Right. Why can't she just have a normal? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with a girl being famous just because she's normal? That, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And that's very true. It's a good point. And I feel like it almost puts pressure on her. Yeah, to, to, to feel bold. like she has to be like that, even if she doesn't want to. And maybe in one of the moments, she didn't really feel like, like being that bold. Like a moment we're going to talk about at the end of this episode, which is why I think that moment maybe felt a little uncomfortable for people to watch. And we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. We'll yeah. We'll get there. But yes. yeah. All right. So then we cut to So Thomas knocked on her door, went to commercial. Um, she opens the door. Honestly, doesn't seem that surprised it was him. Um, but she does have a people for her. <laughs> True. But she was all dressed up for the cocktail party. She was looking in the mirror when she heard the knock knock. No, that was edited. You know, <laughs> she, edited. you know she's just looking in the mirror and yes, then they I play know. the knock over the clip. Yes, I know that. But that's my <laughs> own point is that it's so silly. Okay, so um, anyway. He comes to the, well, first of all, he uses, when they sat down and talked, so he basically says, I want to come here and I want to kind of clear the air because it's been kind of awkward, blah, 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 blah. He goes on and he says he was demonstracized in the house. (laughs) No. Will someone tell me if that's an actual word? I'm going to Google that (laughs) right now. Demonstracized. I was wondering. And even if he's trying to say like demonetized right still does stills not made to look like a monster but that's not a, a demonetized is still not applicable to the situation Demonst- you know Demon- no it's not but he was demonstracized like demons like a monster demonsterized demonsterized is that what it is yes that's what he said demonsterized definition nope <laughs> i'm starting to think it's not a word <laughs> the bachelorette Oh my gosh. So an hour ago, TV line posted a bachelor recap episode four. This is what it says. After a quick consult with Caitlin and Tasha, she sits down with Thomas, who doesn't appreciate his character being demonsterized. Question mark, question mark. So I'm so happy I noticed that. See how smart it, I am? The, it's, it's like, I think it's going to be a thing. I do too. There's gonna be memes about it tomorrow for sure. Definitely, he's gonna get shit about that one. 
Right. So we noticed that either way, we noticed that he says, I'm not close to the guys in the house. They're demonstrizing <laughs> me. I, let's, I think I might start using that. Um, no. <laughs> so she basically comes right out and she questions him about the specific bachelor question. And he tells her the truth. Now I have to say this too. The men on the show were saying that he was saying, I want to be the bachelor. That is not true. If you go back and watch, he doesn't say, I want to be the bachelor. He said, they asked him if he ever had thought about being the bachelor before he came on the show. And he said, yes, before coming on the show, that crossed my mind about possibly becoming the bachelor as basically being a part of going on the show. That's what we were arguing earlier, that it was a thought that crossed his mind before he came on the show. Like, again, they all thought it, but that's, so he clarifies that to Katie in this moment, because he said, you know, she tells him that, that that's what she heard. And he says, that's not what I said. I said, basically what I just said, that I did cross my mind about being the bachelor before coming on the show. And then he actually brought up another good point here and said, basically for every other guy here, I believe that they probably thought the same thing because there's actually as much chance of being the one to propose to Katie as there is to being the bachelor, because from every show you get the winner, the ring winner, and you get the crown, the next bachelor. So the, the odds are the same for both of them. And everyone knows that coming on here. So I have to agree with him on that point as well. Whether, he, you know, wh whether he's a douchebag or not, that was a true point. Um, so he, he, he's basically telling her, you know, that, that, that even though I thought that I came on here and I still, then he starts though with his fluff talking again, which was my complaint about Thomas from the very beginning, because like from literally the first episode, he took her into the room and they were talking and he was telling her all the things that she wanted to hear, all the things that he thinks every woman wants to hear all the fluff statements, all the things that really don't mean shit. They just are, are random things. Like you mean so much to me. I know we have a connection. I see us all these things. That's all he would say. None of it had any depth whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I just, he starts doing that again. And he starts spewing out all this like fluffy stuff. I don't know how else to, to call it, but that's what he was doing. He says, when I wake up, that's all. That's all I think about is you. Well, don't you think every single that you're fucking stuck in a damn prison? I'm pretty sure when everyone wakes up, that's the first thing they think about. Because what else are they going to think about? The hot tub, the gross hot tub outside with the other guys? No. So uh, anyway, she tells him and it's devastating to her right now. And then he just, again, goes on and on and on and on. Um I don't know. I made a note here again about how I'm so split with this guy, how part of me respects him for admitting all this, but the other part of me is like a stupid play because it's never going to get you anywhere, honestly. Um, so then their conversation ends basically. And you don't think she, you kind of think that you're, you're not really sure. Right. After this conversation, I really didn't know where she stood. I couldn't decide if she was like, okay, he changed my mind. Or if she was like, no, you're a douchebag for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we didn't know until the rose ceremony what was going to happen. I so, just think it ended with him, like you just said, you covered it well. Fluffing, she was like 
seemed to be interested in the conversation a little of what he had to say but you could also tell she's kind of like right okay dude right as we all were we were like okay we all were on your side for a second maybe and now you're fucking talking too much so (laughs) okay so they go to commercial they come back um oh no i wait before they went to commercial they actually show Thomas walking back into the room with all the other guys. And he basically tells them, look, I went to go visit Katie and he's like, tells them actually what he did. And he thought he was going to get, he thought that was going to get him somewhere with the guys. And they all were just, no, (laughs) they all were just pissed because they're like, you still took up all this time. It's the one guy even commented. It's midnight, dude. Like we, we still didn't get our time with her. So they cut to commercial um he andrew basically tells thomas when they come back from commercial he says yeah i tried to warn you i tried to warn you not to pull stuff like this it's only going to make things work for you and then look what you did um then somehow aaron and andrew get into some kind of argument i don't know it's because andrew then says kind of again See, guys, I told you this is why we shouldn't say shit like this, because it takes away time from all of us. I told you it was going to. Which, like, yes, he's right. He's right. But they're also, again, like we talked about this earlier, they're also not wrong for thinking that they should tell Katie. Right. Because, like, whatever. So, like, I just think at this point it's like they're just bickering because they're men and they want to be right. That's true. So I was like, they just kind of got in a little tiff about, like, Oh, so you think she doesn't need to know? And he's like, it's not what I said. I just think it's taking up time. And they're all like, well, she needs to know. And then she like, as they're like mid screaming at each other, Katie like walks in and one of them's like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and also I feel like some of the screaming again, Game of Roses kind of theory is that all of them are also because of what we're talking about and they want a platform and they want more followers they all try to get screen time and whatever they have to do to start an argument or whatever gets them more screen time. It just does. But it made me laugh when Aaron says to Andrew, don't yell at me. <laughs> it was such a, don't yell at me. That was a very like girl moment between them. Um, so yeah, you're right. So Katie walks in. Um, she makes the comment kind of again, this whole rose ceremony cocktail party feels like the edit was very very strange with them on katie's part because she was she says like she walks in you could tell that she said more stuff but she's the part that they chose to air was her saying to thomas i feel really bad that you felt ostracized in the house and all the guys were like what 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 and then that's really all they showed her saying. No, and then that. she said, and then she said, I don't even want to do cheers. Oh, yeah. Right now. <laughs> and then like, the guy was like, Well, can I talk to you? She's like, Yeah. They're like, Okay, girl, go on. I mean, because you know, she said more than that, but they, I don't know. I guess they were, try- I don't know. I think what they were trying to do is make us believe that she believed Thomas and was going to maybe pick him. I don't know. So then whatever basically not to just extend this forever but she they show her talking to quite a few guys and they're all kind of just doing their little fluff stuff and she's asking them but mostly they're talking about thomas and 
it's again this whole topic that we're talking about do you spend your time talking to her about yourself or do you talk about thomas the vast majority of guys but she seemed to be asking questions too yeah but what's weird is then after we watched all these guys talk about thomas to her we thought she was interested like you just said but then at the end she was like it's exhausting talking about the same person so like I genuinely think this whole episode is just so poorly edited Mm -hmm. that, like, the producers were trying to make it look like one thing, but there just wasn't enough content to make it look like Thomas was, like, going to be in the clear, but they wanted to make it look like that. So I just think the whole episode was a little editedly, edited a little awkwardly. I don't, I don't know why. I agree. But she didn't make that comment at the end. And she said... I'm I'm exhausted talking about this. And she then did. it goes straight to the rose ceremony. Yes. And it was. It was very awkwardly edited. I agree. I feel like the producers only had one thing in mind. And that, that is 100% to put the focus on this whole topic. Because it was just going to come to a climax at the end of the show. We all knew it. So, so basically, then Aaron talks about it too. Several of them went, several of them talked to her about it and they showed several of them talking about it, but they didn't show anyone not talking about it except for Michael. Michael, the one who is the, um, it was the, the widow, the widow guy. Are you there? You're not there. Okay. So we lost Allie. <laughs> AirPods. Okay, so so Michael was the one who um, is widowed, and he has the um, little boy. So he comes on, and they talk with each other, and they are getting along. They're the only ones, pretty much, that are not talking about um, Thomas. Honestly, they're the only ones that aren't. And you know, the thing is with Michael is that he is so sweet. And I just think he is the nicest boy, but he is just not going to be the one for her. They're not going to end up being together. I just know they're not. But I think that he'll stay on longer just because he's such a nice guy. But they just, I don't know. (laughs) Just not a match. She seemed like this awesome friends. So basically, he's the only one that they, you know, they kiss and it was a little awkward, but whatever. So then. Caitlin and Tasha come out and they announce that the rose ceremony is about to start. And again, here, do you remember what Katie said? Um, at this point, she, they also edited it very weird again with what she said to the men. It was very choppy and edited. I don't know. It just was awkward. Are you back? Okay. Um, so she doesn't know what to say. I don't know. It, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because she was so flustered and whatever she did say, none of it was really good to put on into air. So they basically, everyone's wondering if Thomas will stay or not, stay or not and they cut to commercial. Then we get to the last, se- oh, it's actually not the last segment. Rose ceremony begins and the big question is obviously whether Thomas get the rose or not. This is where Tasha. she goes to talk to Keisha. <sighs> Keisha. She goes to talk to Keisha and she tells them that she, she actually tells them she thinks she needs to send them home, which is where we thought that for sure meant she wasn't going to send them home. Yeah. When does the bachelorette ever tell you? Yeah. Send- no, never. 
I was so shocked. And that we were totally like, well, for sure, now he's not going home. But they set this up pretty good. I think this part was about the only part that they set up really good with the editing. I so, so tells them that. She comes out and she gives this little speech to the men. She's got her roses there. She gives a little speech about good intentions, blah, 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 blah. Thomas, before she starts and gives the first rose out, Thomas steps forward and says, can I say something? Basically, he just apologizes to Katie and then he apologizes to the other men for all this going down and then steps back. The show is so hard to tell if it's rehearsed or not, though. I, 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 I couldn't tell. Because, like, okay, I hate watching this, but, like, I'd probably hate being in the room where he was apologizing, too. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was kind of weird. Yeah, you do wonder if the producers told him, look, make one last-ditch effort whatever they each have our own producer i mean that's how this show works is each man has a producer and the lead has a producer so you're just curious what they're sort of encouraged to do and what they're not but either way he apologizes one last ditch effort so she starts giving the roses away first hunter gets one then greg justin brendan andrew s aaron gets one mike the virgin gets one james gets one josh gets one don't really know josh the Courtney with a Q gets one. Andrew M gets one. I didn't even know there was an Andrew M. I feel like he came out of nowhere. Not sure what woodwork he came out of. Um, so then Caitlin Tasha come in. Caitlin says, this is a final rose, Katie, whenever you're ready. So they're keeping Chris Harrison's lines. They're still doing that. And then they show her giving the final rose to Thomas. And everyone is looking around like, what the F? Well, she says his name. Yes. She says Thomas. And everyone, I show everyone's looks on the their face. The guy with the faces is like, his eyes get like the size of <laughs> half dollars. Justin. And he's like, oh my God. Face play so player funny. this season. It was so funny. Cuts the commercial. Come back from commercial. Again, then they show the guys again, sort of like freaking out like, great. What? Seriously? He gets the rose. So then what happens is what is a shocker to me. This was, okay, see, so this, so this is again where she's falling under the label of bold. And I feel like they make it seem like no other bachelorette would do this. But That's why I said a while ago that it was a little, it felt a little uncomfortable to watch. But at the same time, you were like, I mean, yeah, shit. So what happens is he walks up to receive the rose. And instead of giving him the rose, she says to him, basically this i'm paraphrasing a little bit but she says i'm not gonna be played by you anymore and said you are selfish unkind and a liar your bachelor audition ends tonight so get out <laughs> then that's exactly how i wrote Which, down that's what she you said. know i saw on social media that they were like this gives me very hannah b moving the rose oh yeah table up when luke was on the side like not shutting up so she just moved it up gives you very that energy where she was like fuck you yeah, i guess that's so Which, true but i think we missed something i we i think there was stuff in that conversation that they must have had that like either gave her a hint that he was just being fake or like other people were saying stuff that like maybe that's why she was so so interested in what they were saying was cuz they were saying shit that was just going against everything he was telling her before the ceremony but May have just not not been able to put in an hour, two hour show or whatever it was. So 
I think we missed a, a little bit where she's like calling him a liar and whatever. But at the end of the day, gotta give her the credit for saying that shit in front of all of those guys. It, it that is that is bold. Yeah, I that agree. That is where I would say, Katie, bad bitch energy. That's bold. Don't take shit from a man. You Agreed. Know? Agreed. Agreed. And I think she did it. I commend like, her for that. I commend. I applaud. We both said, too, it did sound a bit rehearsed, but I feel like it was authentic yet on top of it. You almost have to rehearse that line in your head before you say it. Because, again, every girl wants to do that big fuck you to that guy that that pisses you off. So it's almost like I probably would have rehearsed in my head something to say. And honestly, it's impressive that she got it out in the way she rehearsed it if she did rehearse it because it sounded good. No, it's it her saying your bachelor audition is over. Like that was yeah. fucking funny. No, that was really good. And I, I mean, God bless her. And I want to give her all the credit. I hope that she said that and I hope that she wrote it and memorized it or whatever. I hope it wasn't a producer that wrote it because it was good. She also, and I made a note here because I couldn't type it all out at one time, but she also in between there said, um, told him that he manipulated her emotions. And I'm wondering if that also, like, like you said, I think there's probably a lot we didn't see that was contradictory things. Contradictory I things. I just think the producers were too busy trying to make it look like he wasn't going to get kicked yes. off. So we kind of missed everyone making her realize that he was manipulating her, which is why it may have felt a little what the hell to the audience at first. But like, right. I'm just going to, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt here because like, she didn't, she seemed like a normal girl. I'm sure she wouldn't just be calling it, saying that thing to him on national television and ruining his, ruining his reputation sure. if it wasn't true. But I also saw on Twitter, Reality Steve, that Thomas does make an appearance on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, given. Don't read Reality Steve, though. We well, like I, know, I didn't read him. I'm looking at Bachelorette just updates. But no that's i feel like that is a given and, and I, apparently he's going to be involved do you want to hear who he's going to be involved with i don't know I'm not sure this is not supposed to be a spoiler podcast I'll, should i just mouth it to you yeah no yeah Ew. isn't that no. so but is but 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 at least but okay i but but don't you just like not I'm surprised them together? I know everybody listening to this is probably like, seriously, okay. you're not going to say, but th- that she's on it surprises me. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we'll we'll switch so you guys don't get too annoyed. But oh my god, if you want to see what I'm talking about, just go to Reality Steve. He tweeted it an hour ago, which would be just like 9:45 p.m. Central. Except warning everybody that you know if Reality Steve, it's very hard if you don't want spoilers, don't go on his Twitter though because you just read them and all of a sudden yeah, they're in yeah. your, and they're in your eyes and then you can't undo it. And also we don't we don't like Reality Steve because he's a misogynistic pig also. So just telling you. Well, <laughs> I don't then, I don't follow him anymore. Then I'm going to block reason. him. He's horrible. It's awful. You need to listen to Chatty Broads to learn more about I that. I never, I never, I never, I don't, I'm not a big bachelor person. And so He's we hate arrogant. misogynistic men. So fuck yeah, misogynistic it's... men. Fuck you, reality Steve. <laughs> if you're listening. He's not very nice. And he's claiming to change. But there's a bunch of ba- bachelor people that can tell you otherwise. So anyway, um, so she says that. But it was a great line. 
your bachelor audition in tonight, so get out. And I wonder if she'll have a comment about him going to Bachelor in Paradise because, in a way, it worked what he did because he may not be Bachelor, but he made it. He got what he wanted. He did. He got what he wanted. But I can tell you, stupid fucking men always get what they want on this show. It doesn't surprise me at all. Does not surprise me at all because remember that really, really mean guy that was on was um, the name chad chad he of was course like his name's chad horrible he whose season was he on he i don't was know on, but he sucked but he was same thing everyone hated the hell out of him and he was on bachelor in paradise but he ended up getting kicked the off bachelor there too and paradise producers need to do better like i know they love the content but like yeah, well, David Spade is actually helping host it, so I am not sure how that's going to go this week <laughs> anyway. So anyway, we're getting we're getting long here, but we're going to say, so So we got that taken care of. Um, Caitlin and Tasha come out. They say, if you didn't get a rose, say your goodbyes. So the other people that did not, so I had noticed that, and Allie had a good point. So I said, okay, she, she was supposed to give him the rose. But obviously she didn't because he went home. So I'm like, well, she still has that rose. Is she to give out? Is she going to give it to someone? But then Allie's point was I. She just might not have anybody that she wants to give the the rose to. And I 100% because we do know that the filming for this wrapped a week early because supposedly Katie was so decisive with who she wanted to kick off and when. Well, that they wrapped, they wrapped filming a week early because, and so I feel like that was totally right because besides him, um, Christian went home. He was the really good looking one that looked like, um, I forget the old actor's name, but anyway. The Christian? Yeah. The one who looks like the, the guy from yes. Safe Haven, the alcoholic yes. guy. Yes. But that's not who everyone's been likening to on social media. Well, here's it, a new one for you guys. It's true. <laughs> um then a guy I don't know I don't know what his name is he went home and then David went home too which we didn't see hardly any of them so I feel like she just knew that there wasn't anyone else she really wanted to give a rose to so she just sent them all home so she tells the men or no I think she ITNs and she feels very empowered by this and and that um you know, whatever, she's glad she did it and she feels confident in her decision, blah, 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 blah. So then you see her like not even really toasting the guys like she normally does, but you just see her like she's gone from the rose ceremony and she's walking down a hallway. We, of course, know where she's going. She goes, (laughs) this part was kind of funny if it wasn't rehearsed, but she knocks on, of course, Blake's door. He like, opens the door a crack literally does look like he just woke up like he doesn't like open the door and pull on a suit and tie yeah and she's like he's like oh i wasn't i wasn't expecting you and she's like well do you want me to come back no 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 and he's like just can you just give me a minute and she's like sure and he's like i had a robe on so he changes comes out well it doesn't really change he puts a sweatshirt on he's still in his underwear and basically, she asks him to stay. She feels like there could be a connection. She asks him to stay. Will he do that? He says, of course I will. And they hug. She says, I hope. She said, I'm sorry it took so long. I had to take care of a few other things. But I hope it was worth the wait. Whatever. So she leaves. They hug. He leaves. And he's locked out of his room. 
and they ended on a little humorous note which i feel like that's what they're going to do with like he's gonna be like this funny guy um and of course the previews show that the big deal will be the blake thing on the next show the guys are going to be like what the hell why where did he come from why is he here this is crap this is bullshit they're half a little bit mad at Katie for letting him come on. This happens every single time someone new comes on like midway through the show. They eventually get over it. I actually predict now that Blake will probably go pretty far. I really think he will. So we shall see. Um, any ending remarks here, Allie? Um, fuck Thomas. <laughs> I like well, she... She was on board with that. I Katie. mean, like, girls, poor girls here. So she she got a bad vibe. I trust her. I like Katie. I think she's going to be just a normal, nice girl that, like, won't cause drama on the season. And just, like, is. I think she's actually there to see if she can fall in love, which is respectable. Um, and I probably won't watch the rest of it. I'll probably just look up a spoiler. <laughs> well, not reality sees though. Yeah, no, not not reality sees. Um, that was a good show. I think it, I felt like it was again. We're doing the most as most that we can with this bubble. See a new bubble season. Every Get out of the bubble. I've heard both things. You know, Bachelor in Paradises normally are almost kind of like a bubble season. I guess like, that's unintentionally. true. Unintentionally. how they make those interesting. And, but but they, those guys and girls, it's different. Right. It's a whole different premise. Honestly, I think sometimes I like Bachelor in Paradise better than I do actually yeah. Bachelor in Bachelorette. But I've heard both theories on Michelle's season. I've heard that they think that because you have to book these places so far in advance that maybe Michelle? they had. So there's going to be another Bachelor. You didn't know this. So Michelle Young was an addition to Matt James's. There was four girls that came into the show about four shows. I remember in. that. I hear hearing about that. Michelle Young made it to the very end. I forget what number. She was one of the top four. I can't remember if she was the number two. But they asked. She's a teacher. And I don't know. I don't know the specifics. Obviously, I don't want us to know. But they're having Katie season. They're having Bachelor in Paradise, and then they're having another Bachelorette season. Oh my gosh! Starting so probably Bachelor in Paradise is um, filming probably right now. They're going to start her season in September. So anyway, mm. all right, Allie, thank you for being on my podcast. It was a lot of fun. I Hopefully hope I'll come back. I hope so too. Even though you don't know what's going on, it was fun to hear your perspective. And I think that that is good because it maybe will get some people who don't listen to The Bachelor be like, I'm going to listen to that podcast because Allie's on it and she doesn't watch The Bachelor. So thank you, Allie, for bringing yeah. more listeners. Okay. I always end with a Bible verse. Since my daughter is here with me and she is doing this, I'm going to end with what her confirmation verse was when she was confirmed in the seventh grade. Do you want to say it or do you want me to? You can. It is Matthew 19 verse 26. And it is with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things were possible. So thank you everybody for listening. We will be back again next week with my breakdown all by my lonesome, but I uh, appreciate you all listening. And I just ask that you please rate review and subscribe.
Bye. Bye. Have a good week.